Aloha, and welcome. You're listening to Soul. I'm your host and author of Pay Me What I'm Worth. This is part two of a four-part audio series featuring the best content from our Monday, September 11th, 2017, Pay Me What I'm Worth, Blow Your Mind Call. In part two of our four-part class, we get real naked with how far our egos throw us off balance. How do we continue to gain and maintain a sense of balance in a world where chaos seems to increase daily? Listen in to find out. Time now to find something to take notes with. Here we go. Think about how things are here in the States, and I do realize that we have people calling in from all over the world. Think about how intense things are right now politically. Think about how intense things are with the racial divide between different races. And think about how we choose to engage one another. We all have our preconceived notions, our prejudices, right? I'll admit that I have been in the past, I have been someone who, the region that I live in, I live in Northeast Tennessee, and I have experienced some horrible things. I've been called some horrible racist names. I've experienced some serious inequality as a result of it. And so I've formed my opinions, and I can admit that there have been times when I've seen the Confederate flag on someone's truck, and I've been a little uncomfortable. I saw the gun rack and everything on the truck. They're flying two big old Confederate flags, and I got uncomfortable, and I judged what they may or may not mean regarding my black self. How might they treat me? what they might consider saying to me. And I've had to look at myself recently on this because not that it wasn't fair that some of my experiences in life told me that this symbol of racism, I should be on guard. How can I just judge a person based on the symbol? Can I choose not to judge that person based on that symbol? I can tell you it's not been easy. But I've chosen to have some conversations with a few people that I know who love that flag. There's nothing that's going to change my mind on what the flag represents, but having the conversation with people has helped me realize that some people just see that as them being prideful of their culture, their Southern culture. You see, they never considered the fact that for me, a black person, that that culture that they're so proud of during that time was very oppressive. It's never been a consideration of theirs. It's just about being proud of being Southern, you see. <laughs> and I always find it interesting being a Southern woman myself, how that same symbol, it evokes horror, horror in me and pride in someone else. But can I discount what they're feeling? Should I discount what they're feeling? Or can we just have the conversation? Anybody else find it difficult to have conversation about things like politics or race or religion? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that has been told, no, you're not supposed to talk about those things in public, right? Am I right? Well, now, Christina, you just brought up a yummy paradox. Is there ever a balance between pride and prejudice? 
there you go. So, and I think that it's possible. I mean, certainly there's the need to have the discussion, right? Well, here I'm going to throw yet another curveball. When I say the word balance, oftentimes we imagine in either or a teeter totter, a middle point between two things, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually what it is, but not when you apply it. When I say, can there be a balance between pride and prejudice? Sure, there can be, because each person has their own sense of balance. Balance, yes. When I am really balanced, when I am really grounded, you can come at me with whatever you want to come at me with, but I'm still going to remain balanced. Did that make any sense? Makes perfect sense. I'd be curious, Charlotte, in your profession, where you're dealing with the active process of dying on a daily basis. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I've been fortunate enough to know Chelsea for a while now. When you go out to bit.ly forward slash Team Clarity, you will hear Chelsea's journey that she took as she completed the exercises in Pay Me What I'm Worth, which is the focus of these blow your mind calls. But Chelsea, I'm curious, have you noticed a shift in balance in you since you joined this journey with us? Before Pay Me What I'm Worth? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I'm a licensed clinical social worker at the VA, and I work with the elderly in long-term care and hospice. It's amazing what you have to balance between caring for your, your patients, caring for their families, and sometimes how that is really off balance because of family relationships. And then you have to be careful on how you dredge up your own past, your own childhood, your own history with death in your own family, and how that affects it. So for me, it's a constant vigil, at least even try to stay in a balanced state to be able to give everyone what they need. It's difficult. It's very difficult at times. The funny thing is I will stop myself and think, okay, is this doubt, guilt, shame, or worry? Why am I reacting this way? and look for a deeper meaning in why I'm reacting this way other than someone just pissed me off because I've got a little temper, a little temper. I really do try to stop. And even Christina and I were had a conversation the other day. She was talking about something she felt like she needed to do. And I said, is that doubt, guilt, shame, or worry? So even between us, we have the conversations when we talk about things that go in our daily lives and how we seek balance in our personal and work life. And I think that's important, Chelsea. It's, it's a choice to apply these things. That's why we, mm-hmm. I want to have the conversation today about how we're actually applying it so that it's not some great-sounding principle that's just kind of flying in the sky. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to show so many different examples of how we can actually make a choice to balance the situation out. So have you ever been in a situation where you're in an argument with someone and y'all just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and that person that you're arguing with is like you're not listening to what I'm saying and your response is well you're not listening to what I'm saying (laughs) right everybody's so busy trying to be heard that nobody's listening this is another area in my life where I've made a choice to apply this in my life. So I go into conversations, whether it be a difficult conversation like an argument, whether it be a difficult conversation where it's something like religion or race or politics, 
I'm going into the conversation and I'm not seeking to change somebody's mind. I'm not seeking to be the right one and make them the wrong one. I'm not seeking to attack them. I'm not seeking to make them see my point of view as much as I'm seeking to hear what they're really trying to say to me. And if I don't understand what they're really trying to say, then I'm asking them the questions to help myself understand more. What that is, guys, is that to me giving. I'm giving them openness to receive whatever it is I can receive from that conversation. I'm giving them an empathy. I'm giving them respect and consideration. And in turn, they can mirror me in that conversation. That can take the heat out of an argument just by another person being recognizing that you're willing to hear them, that you're acknowledging that they have a perspective. Regardless of whether or not you agree with it, you're at least acknowledging it. And if that person can receive that from you, don't you think they're more likely to give that to you? I absolutely agree with you, Christina. The openness of being able to receive as well as give is something that I have to practice every day. I have to be willing to be open to receiving what somebody else's perspective is and just allow it to be. I don't need to prove anything. The other person doesn't need to prove anything. It's just let's have a discussion. Let's talk. Let's be open. That really brings some new light into the situation. So, Marcia, have you ever been in a situation you got heated and you're like, but I didn't have any choice. Like, I needed to let them know. I had to say something. Oh. Have you ever been in that, that situation? I Believe me, I have been in those kind of discussions. It's so funny because when I look back at those kind of discussions, nothing was really accomplished. I realized that it didn't have to be that way. I saw that I wasn't really receiving. I wasn't able to receive the love that maybe that person was trying to give to me because I closed myself off from it. What about those discussions going on in our own heads? <laughs> I didn't need you to get out my head right now, so. <laughs> Very good point. Christina, if I'm understanding your desire tonight is you want to get to, into some real-time tools about practicing choosing balance, right? Correct. So I'm curious, in how I have presented each class on gaining and maintaining an actual balance, I want you to really go back, remember one of the classes you were in, and remember how I most likely got you way off balance, but yet... There were the tools there to get balanced again. The timeline really threw me for a loop when you said that I had to do a timeline and I couldn't even go back and think about those kind of things because there was so much pain and hurt during the times of those. And so I never actually did do the timeline. It was the idea that you balanced it out even though I didn't do it you didn't really make me do it so it was like a balance with you you balanced it out you didn't really bring it up unless I brought it up and that was really great in my eyes because I didn't do it because I didn't know if I could go back into those hurts without having more hurt come on to me because it was mental anguishing hurts 
and you didn't put me on the spot and make me do it. Instead, you just asked me questions around subject matters rather than direct at them. Like, that's the way I felt the balance in that particular situation. Okay. Carl, I'm with you on that timeline, bro. It got me too. <laughs> the best thing I can think of were the ground rules in, the, in and of themselves. And going back to what Carl was saying, because I, honestly that was what I was thinking too, for me, the ground rule of allowing things to happen only when they feel right was very important. There were some moments where, and there, even in my daily life today, there are just times, there are things that I, I can't push through. And I'm happy that I've learned that lesson that pushing through doesn't always, isn't always the answer. Most of the time it isn't the answer. Because I was pushing through and pushing through and pushing through, and now all of a sudden I have a health scare because I was pushing through and pushing through and pushing through, and I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention to the signs that my body was giving me. There are things that happen to us emotionally that it's not for us to be pushing through because that could cause such trauma that it sets us back another five years. But it's just important that we recognize it and we acknowledge it. We can allow it to sit there, and we can do the work to heal in the process. I think the other ground rule that I think really big for me was suspending the desire to judge no matter how tempting it is because my judge behind my controller they're out of control sometimes. They used to be out of control. Like they would be having, like they would be having fights, at, like uh, in the middle of the town square or something. Like those two, for me, are huge. So I think your ground rules were very important tools. Uh, mahalo, Kareem. Well, the transformation I've been going through since painting what I'm worth. When I quiet the mind, and when I stop trying to make things happen, make things happen, make things happen, and realize I can't make things happen, but that everything's one, pro one spontaneous process. And that if I let a spontaneous process work through, then it'll work out. Whereas if I try and push things and try and gain control and try and keep everything in line, it all falls apart. Reminds me of that fabulous quote, the best way to inspire the laughter of the gods is to make plans. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's the whole thing. Don't plan ahead. Oftentimes you try to push through. And it's like when I used to play chess, I found out that haste makes waste. Well, it does the same thing in when you're trying to push through on something. You're going through just a little bit too fast or whatever, and haste makes waste, and you make an error. So you have to correct that error. The most enjoyable part of the journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth was getting on the call and always having a paradox to actually explore for myself because I always had that feeling that I was out of balance. I had no idea really about how I felt about things because I had taken on so many of the social feelings of society and my parents and I 
did not know how to break that to where I had my own feelings and my own thoughts. The paradoxes that you would always bring up, <laughs> I had so much fun exploring them. It actually put me in touch with my own feelings and my own thoughts, those paradoxes. That was a tool for me, the paradoxes. So in other words, after I shook up your snow globe, you sat back and watched the snow <laughs> settle, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, when did I ever shake things up? And I'm going to purposely mute Marsha before. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Christina, come on. Come to my aid. They're, they're ganging up on me. What, what, what's going on? Mm-mm, you got that one by yourself, buddy. I'm with them. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I suppose even Chelsea is going to make mention that I somehow shook up the snow globe. I learned so many wonderful things from the journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth. I think one of the most valuable lessons that I learned, other than doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, which was just phenomenal, was my mom died seven years ago this past August. My grief journey has been excruciating. And Christina can tell you that. So one of the most valuable things was when we had to make a list of what we valued. My very first thing on my list was my mother's wedding ring. Just a simple gold band. And then I went on to say my dogs. And as we went through that chapter and it, we dove deep into why we valued that so much, the epiphany came to me that I never took this ring off, ever, because to me it would be something bad towards her, and I just couldn't take it off. And what I came to realize was that part of my grief was in this ring, because having it on my person every day, even though I, I didn't need a reminder that she was gone, but having that ring on every day, the pain just stayed on the end of my nerve endings. And going through that chapter and really digging deep on that, I was able to let that ring go. Now, did that totally cure me of my grief? No. I still grieve today. Thankfully, I can say today, with part being, pay me what I'm worth, I've had even more epiphanies about my relationship with my mom, about things about her being human and the mistakes she's made and how she didn't protect me when I was a child, which was huge for me to even verbalize. There are no words enough to say what that has meant to me. And trying to find the balance in that was trying to keep in the middle of the balance between she's gone and actually wanting to live on and finding a way to do that. Well, mahalo nui loa, Chelsea. That's, if I'm hearing you correctly, one of the tools that Christina is helping us dig out on a daily basis, it sounds like we've helped you dig out the gift of perspective. Is that accurate? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Kristen can tell you I had my mother on this pedestal, 
and she never came off that pedestal. And I'd had her on that pedestal from the time I was a little girl. To realize she was human, she made many mistakes, was just mind-blowing <laughs> for me. I even worshipped her fingernails and toenails when I was a child. I thought they were beautiful. But she loved me with every fiber of her being. Balance. Thank you, Chelsea, for sharing that with us. What a gift, right? Wow, that's just powerful. The focus here, I think it's summed up so well on page IV of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Ground rule number three, it's my responsibility to balance my thinking with doing. How's the goal of the discussion tonight? When we have these calls every week, let's make the choice so that these things are not just powerful principles and concepts that sound really good in the air and there's some, oh, I want to do that. Let's actually do it. Apply it to your life. Balance your thinking with doing. And as you begin to integrate, you'll see so many blessings and you'll have so many rewards and you'll feel so much lighter. Things will get to that point where you want to be and you continue to grow. So I'm excited about seeing everybody's journey. I thank you for being here. Mahalo, Nuri Loa. Thank you very much, Christina, for diving right in. I want to publicly acknowledge that Christina has been an extraordinary teacher for me over the years as I've gotten to know her. Part of the Pull Your Mind process is to recognize that if you're showing up to these calls and classes thinking that you're going to sit back and have me, soul dancer, blow your mind. Blow your mind can happen by a complete and total stranger whom you'll never meet in your life make one or two word comment that will unlock and totally blow your mind. This call is meant to be a sacred space for you all to show up and just talk, prepared or not. This call is, is designed to be a consistent life raft in your week. Every single Monday, this call is designed for you to just be able to come in, and even if it's just to sit back and listen, it's a process of getting more and more grounded. And as David H. Paul, who would kindly remind us, to be at peace. I don't know what more of a gift a person can bring to me than to help me become grounded and be more peaceful when the world continues to spiral in ways that, <laughs> let's just say, is far from grounded and peaceful. How peaceful do you feel about life in general right now? What tools did you discover in this class that will help you gain and then maintain a sense of balance even when times seem more crazy than ever before? It's time to wrap up part two of our four-part audio series featuring the best content from our Monday, September 11th, 2017, Pay Me What I'm Worth, Blow Your Mind, Monday Call. I suggest that you take a few moments to capture your thoughts and feelings from what you've experienced in this class, and then bring those thoughts and feelings to our next Monday call. Next, want more? No problem. Click to bit.ly forward slash pay radio anytime to access hundreds of classes just like this one. Once again, that's bit.ly forward slash pay radio. 
To register for these classes, one simple URL to remember, pay411.co. Again, to register for these classes and to be on this show, visit pay411.co. This is Sol, your host. I'm delighted you're with us. I look forward to hearing from you. Aloha. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.